Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. It all began one Sunday morning at 5 a.m., I know it was five because Woody talked me into going fishing. And he's disgustingly prompt. Wasn't even daylight yet. I was still half asleep. And not only that, I hate fishing. That's when I saw April again. Uncle Jeremy, I'm April Showers. Introducing Jeremy Dark, freelance writer. Jeremy's specialty is the bizarre, ESP, the occult, UFOs, the supernatural. And Jeremy does all right. Knocking out a few good features a month pays for his bachelor pad and a few of the niceties of life. The trouble is, Jeremy is a doubter. You know, if you color and shade the subject just right, you almost start believing this stuff yourself. In a moment, you'll hear how Jeremy Dark becomes a believer, changing forever his skeptical attitude toward his chosen literary field. In tonight's crisis tale... Entitled, Love, Murder, and April Showers. Written by Tony Aries. And now, Love, Murder, and April Showers. Woody... I hope you know how late it is, but you asked me to put this all on tape for the records. So here goes. Let's see. Where shall I start? Well, we better go back to the beginning, when April showed up. Remember? That Sunday morning, you arrived at my place at the stroke of five. We were going fishing. Well, don't stand around in your shorts. The car's downstairs, all packed, ready to go. Those beautiful fish are up at the lake waiting for us. If they're smart, they're still asleep. Jeremy, why don't you move out of this joint? If adverse conditions guarantee a writer's success, this place should turn you into another Hemingway. I like this apartment. It has atmosphere. So does the garbage dump, but I wouldn't want to live there. Oh, you cops, you're all alike. So regimented, so organized, so squeaky clean. Just put on your pants and let's get going. At 5 a.m., that's the doorbell? I didn't know I had one. 
All my visitors are pounders. Now, let's see. It's either a process server, a bill collector, or a gorgeous young thing with long blonde hair down to here. Well, whoever it is, watch me get rid of them. Uh, Jeremy, don't you think... Ringing should... people's doorbells at five in the morning. Okay, wise guy, what's the bigger... Standing in my doorway was a gorgeous young thing with long blonde hair down to here. Add to that a pair of large, limpid blue eyes, lips like cherry wine, and a figure that wouldn't quit. Nobody, but nobody, had a right to look like she did at 5 a.m. Jeremy Dark? Uh, Jeremy, about your pants. Oh, my God. Wait, throw me that robe there on the couch, hurry, huh? Coming up. Here you go. One mangy bathrobe. <sighs> Thanks. Did you see what I just did? I slammed the door on that gorgeous thing. Well, I'm I'm terribly sorry, miss. I, I don't always answer the door like that. I... <laughs> oh, shut up. Now, what... Uh... You are Jeremy Dark, aren't you? Uh, in the flesh, if you'll pardon the expression. Uncle Jeremy, I'm April Showers. April? You can't be. The April Showers I knew was a skinny little kid with braces and pigtails. Well, braces serve their purpose. I got a bit too old for pigtails, and I filled out a little. I noticed. I mean, uh... Jeremy, why don't you invite the young lady in? What? Oh, oh yes, come in. Uh, how did you know where to find me? I see your name in papers and magazines all the time. And you're in the book. How's Ted? And how's Spring? It's been, what, uh, seven, eight years now. Oh, I, I thought you would know about Spring. She died several years ago in an automobile accident. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, I want to apologize for the hour, Uncle Jeremy. But the reason I came is... Have you heard from Dad? Ted? No, not for years. Well, he, he was in town last week, and he, he came to see me at the club. The club? The Blue Note. I'm a singer now, Uncle Jeremy. You mean the Blue Note Club here in town, on the waterfront? I know it's a dive, but it's a start. And I'm good, Uncle Jeremy. I'm going to be a star someday. You know, I believe you. But about Dad. When he saw what a joint I was working in, well... Well, he got furious and tried to drag me out of there. You know how cantankerous Dad can be. I know, I know. Well, anyway, Frank Slade saw us, and they got in a terrible argument. Frank Slade? The manager of the club. Uh-huh. Frank ordered Dad off the premises. I thought for a minute they were going to start fighting. Dad finally left, and I haven't heard from him since. I called his motel, and they told me he was still registered, but, but he hasn't been there. Well, maybe he went home. No, no, I called. Then I remembered seeing the article you wrote in last Sunday's paper and decided to look you up. And I know it's a strange hour to come calling, but, but I don't get off at the club till two. And after that, we had a little jam session. And Oh, Uncle Jeremy, I'm really starting to get worried. Now, take it easy, April. We'll find him. Excuse me for interrupting, but my friend Jeremy does lack certain social amenities. My name's Clay Woodrow. How do you do? Oh, and Woody, it just so happens, is a member of our city's finest. So you see... You've got nothing to worry about. Now, what motel is Ted staying at? The Hanford, on Beach Road. Are you, uh, are you alone in town? Just me and my horse. Horse? Spring Memory. She's a beauty. You'll have to meet her. I keep her at Cloverleaf Stables. Spring Memory? Uh, named after your sister? Yes, Uncle Jeremy. I really miss that girl. I can understand that. Now, where can I get in touch with you? Well, the club's the easiest. I'm there every night. Great. Now, you run along and don't worry. I'll call you as soon as I can. Uncle Jeremy, I don't know how to thank you. We'll think of something. Now, you get some sleep. Thanks. I feel better already. Goodbye. 
Nice meeting you, Mr. Woodrow. My pleasure. Okay, Woody. Let's get busy. Wait a minute. This is Sunday. I'm off duty. And what about our fishing trip? Woody, this is important. Next Sunday for sure. Hey, where are my pants? You'll do anything to get out of fishing, won't you, Uncle Jeremy? <laughs> So when my parents died, I lived with the Showers family for about three years. Ted was like a father to me. April and spring were about 14 when I last saw them. Tell me about spring. April's twin sister. Identical. I could never tell them apart. Boy, must have torn April up when spring was killed. I guess. Now, when we get to the club, try not to upset April. Oh, no. We'll, we'll just tell her we found all her father's luggage still in his motel room... They haven't seen him since he checked in. We have an APB out on him. Frank Slade has not returned to the club since Saturday night. We suspect foul play, but don't get upset, April. Don't shut up. Turn left. I think of that poor kid working in this part of town. What poor kid? She's got to be 21 if she's a day. Hey, you know, you're right. She is almost as old as I am. Yeah, almost. Hey, Woody. Yeah? How do I get her to stop calling me Uncle? April was right about the Blue Note Club. It was a dive, and dark as a cave. The maitre d' told us Frank Slade was out of town. As we walked in, we saw April sitting next to the piano in a pink spotlight. The waiter led us to a table about the size of a large pizza. We sent April a note that we were there. She smiled and waved to the darkness. She spoke to the waiter, and in a few minutes he arrived with drinks and a message that she'd join us after her next number and her costume change. In the meantime, dinner was on her. Dinner. Turned out to be a warm salad, cold steak, and lumpy mashed potatoes. This steak is the toughest thing I ever ate. Not really. Will you try the mashed potatoes? Then April sang. Woody and I looked at each other. The girl was good. I don't mean her voice was that great, but she had a definite talent of presence that told the audience, hey people, it's me, April Showers, now you listen. And they did. Even the waiters stopped to watch. In the tiny spotlight, the only light in the room, she looked curiously vulnerable as she sang a melancholy tune about a man that went away. When the song was finished, there was stillness, then enthusiastic applause, which April accepted with a shy smile. And finally, her upraised hand commanded her subjects to silence. Don't go away, you lovely people. I'll be right back after I change into something badly. I am impressed. Ted was right. She doesn't belong in a place like this. The right agent, the right connections, and she's on her way. Oh! Oh! That's April. Come on, buddy. Came from... Came from back there. Probably your dressing room. Out of the way. Please, folks. Police officer. Dad, he's in Frank Slade's office. On the floor. I think he's dead. It's just the way I told Sergeant Woodrow, Uncle Jeremy. I hadn't been in Frank's office since Saturday night. 
I keep a few costumes in there so I can make quick changes without going upstairs to the dressing room. And, and when I went in there to change... Easy now. Now, you said Frank was still at the club Saturday night, after the jam session, when you left to come here? I, I think so. I really can't remember. Now, with Slade missing, uh, who opens and closes the place? Henry, the, the maitre d'. He has a key, and I have one. Just a minute. That's that's probably Woody. Hello? Jeremy, Woody. What's new? Well, the only thing we know for sure is that Ted was killed by a blow in the head sometime Saturday night when he hit the desk in Slade's office. There were signs of a struggle. Have you found Slade yet? No, no trace. Uh, somebody at the club said he went fishing. I dislike that guy more and more. I assume you tried his home. His home is a single apartment four blocks from the club. It's uh, in about the same shape yours is. Nobody's seen him. Oh, great. In the meantime, this poor girl's going out of her mind. We've got a bulletin on him, Jeremy. Well, that's good, thank him. Look, call me as soon as you hear something, will you? Do you mind if I notify the chief first? Bye, Jeremy. Wise guy. Anything new? Nothing. We'll just have to sit tight for a while. Now, look, Woody's a good man. He'll come up with something. Oh, Uncle Jeremy, you've been so good to me. How can I ever repay you? Well, you can start by dropping that uncle bit. I'm not really your uncle, you know. That's right. You're not. Habit, I guess. Okay. From now on, we're just a man and a woman. April and Jeremy. How does that sound? I like it. I like it. Jeremy, I, I haven't been on a picnic in years. What a crazy idea. Why? we got to forget about our problems for a while. We're going to run through the sprinklers, <laughs> lie in the sun, and eat some of Jeremy's special high-calorie sandwiches. Let the rest of the world eat its heart out. You brought sandwiches? That's what's wrapped in the newspaper. What kind are they? The ingredients are a deep, dark family secret, but you, I'll tell. Peanut butter, pickles, bananas, and marshmallows. Oh, you are crazy. Here, try one. Uncle Jeremy. Uh-uh-uh. Jeremy, I, I feel so guilty taking up all your time. You neglected your writing My so. pleasure. Patience, April. There'll be a break in the case soon. I know it. Don't take me wrong, Jeremy, but sometimes I feel so, so alone. For spring and, and dad. Now, she meant a lot to you, didn't she? Twins are like that, I guess. You know, sometimes I feel she's still... Close to me after all this time. Hey, how do I know you're really April? You could be spring, and I'd never know the difference. Jeremy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a rotten joke. I've hurt you. Come here. April, what would you do if... if I kissed you? Well, first I'd put down my sandwich... Oh, that's okay. I uh, just got home from a picnic. A what? A picnic. You know, like sunburn ants with April. Uh, let's see. Uh, look, I'm at the Blue Note Club. Get over here right away. What happened? Frank Slade just walked in the door. Be right there. Oh, great. Yeah, what is it? Jeremy, it, it's April. I need you. April, what is it? What is it? Something's happening. I, I can't... I can't explain it. Please come quickly. Where are you? Cloverleaf Stables. Where I keep my horse. Stall 14. I, I can't 
came over to pressure and... Oh, Jeremy, it's... I know, I know where it is. I'll, I'll be there in ten minutes. Oh, hurry, Jeremy, hurry. April! April! April was plainly in some kind of trouble. I thought of you, Woody, as I pushed the gas pedal to the floor and in just under ten minutes pulled into the dark and deserted Cloverleaf stables. I pushed the door open leading to the stalls. Small bare light bulbs high in the ceiling provided a minimum of light and I ran from side to side, squinting at the stall numbers. And <laughs> April? Is that you? Where are you? Over here, Jeremy, in stall 14. Are you all right? I could barely see you. What? How sweet of you to come so quickly, Uncle Jeremy. Only I call you Jeremy, too. What's what's going on? Why did why did you call me? April... Oh, would you stop with the April bit? Don't you recognize me, Jeremy? I'm spring. What? What do you mean? Sp- spring is dead. Right. Spring is dead. She died in an automobile accident. April told you that. I don't understand. Oh, come on now, Jeremy. April's gone. She may never be back. I'm here now. You can never tell the difference between us anyway. Oh, don't look shocked, Jeremy. Don't be so dense. You write about this kind of stuff all the time. But you've never really believed it. Have you? The truth is... April and I have been sharing the same body for many years now. Ever since the accident. Guilt, Jeremy. You see, she was driving... Are you uh, trying to tell me... Oh, I've been out a few times April doesn't know about. Like uh, that Saturday night, for instance. When Dad tried to drag me... (laughs) I mean April. Out of the Blue Note Club. After everyone was gone, he came back. April was in Frank's office, changing. He pleaded with her to leave with him. She refused. He hit her. And that's when I came out. April couldn't stand up to him, but I could. He wasn't going to push me around. Oh, I didn't really mean to kill him, but we struggled. And he fell and hit his head on that desk. Next thing, poor April knew she was ringing your doorbell, asking for help. Oh, by the way, Jeremy, I don't believe you've met the horse. Dad sent her the money for it. She was his favorite, you know. He bought her everything she ever wanted. Spring memory. Do you believe she named this nag after me? April, spring, you're sick. Please, come with me. I'm not going anywhere. You don't really believe any of this, do you? Now, how can I convince you? I know. Would April have carried a gun? Look out! She's married! Oh, my God. I've got to get her out of here. Easy, easy, easy. Now, if I can just drag her out a little farther. There, the door. Easy, easy now. Don't try to move. You've been injured. Jeremy, I'm glad you you finally got here. I was beginning to... April? April?
I sat on the floor in the middle of that dimly lit stable for a long time, cradling the body of a beautiful, tormented girl in my arms. April and spring. I found peace. I got to a phone and called you, Woody. That's about it, I guess. End of report. Except, what do I do now? How do I forget her? Well, see you Sunday morning, Woody. 5 a.m. We'll go fishing. And try to be on time for a change, will you, Woody? and April Showers was written and directed for Crisis by Tony Aries. Jeremy Dark was played by Jack Morton. April Showers was played by Pat French and Woody Woodrow by Terry McManus. This is your producer, Jim French, inviting you to join us for Crisis next week. 